Hello and welcome to another episode of Snapshots Made Yesterday podcast, a podcast for tomorrow. Welcome back, it's another week. Hope you're having a good week so far. Another week means another episode. And, uh, oh, Margaret's handing me a piece of paper here. Yes, oh, thank you very much. No, it's not from a sponsor. Hmm. Oh, but on today's podcast, we have Christine from Asheville, North Carolina. So make sure that you buckle up, and we're going to head down the road, take a trip to Asheville, and take a little visit, virtually, with Christine. The, uh, well, we have to pop the cork with Christine today. And um, I think you're going to enjoy this interview. So get ready and let's hop over to it. Hello, and I have Christine with me today, the uncorked librarian. I need to insert the popping of a cork right there, I think. So, uh, Christine, hello. Hi. Well, actually, I did pour a glass of bubbly for this. So. Ah, just just <laughs> for, the, for, you. <laughs> for the occasion. Yeah, we'll have, yes. to, have to go back and edit that in there then. Um, <laughs> so, a little bit about Christine. Um, she has bears in her front yard. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> I, uh, I So I have only met Christine through Twitter. Um, I forget sometime last year. And then as the year kind of progressed, uh, I ended up, I was able to give her and her husband some tickets to Dollywood so they could go. Uh, there was a little bit of rain on that parade, I remember. <laughs> uh, that, that was in January, wasn't it? It was right before, it was three days before closing, so you probably know the date better. It's it, right it when was, they're done. With it the was right after the new year, I think. Um, I mean, we didn't, we weren't able to go, and of course now it's just as it is. So, um, yeah, and hopefully you'll get to go back and, and it won't be raining. <laughs> I exactly. I think that was part of it for us. It was empty because they. I think the next day was the last day, and it was also a little chilly because it was around like right after Christmas, and everything was empty and it just poured the entire day. So we we made the best of it. Thank you so much for those tickets. We definitely love Dollywood, and uh, we're watching right now Dolly Parton's uh, Heartstrings on Netflix. Oh yes, it's kind of like homework, but it's it's cute. It's oh my more gosh. diversity. Those uh, the the. Uh, scripts for it are extremely hallmark. They are like it. It's really interesting to see them. Uh, <laughs> and go ahead. I was gonna say we also listen to. Um, have you listened to our podcast? I think it's Dolly Parton's America. I still. I know. Uh, don't slap me. I still have not <laughs> gotten into that yet. Uh, it's on the list because I've got plenty of time now. Working from home, I can just pop things mm -hmm. on. You know. And do it that way. So, yeah, I've got to get into that. I think you'll love it. It's, it's interesting because it talks about her life and where her songs come from. And even like those old Appalachian ballads and how like she kind of took feminism, you know, and just went and forged with them. So I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's pretty, <laughs> pretty impressive. Yeah, I've got to get on those. Thanks for the reminder and for the guilt trip. <laughs> uh, so... Christine, I think you'll be able to figure out the un uncorked librarian. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I don't know, the kind of the premise behind the podcast at this point is just kind of honing in on little moments that kind of set things in motion going forward. So I know you like to read, 
And if you don't follow Christine on Twitter, uh, she's at the uncorked lib, L-I-B. Would you say lib or lib? I say lib, but it's just because okay. the you know, uncorked libbed. <laughs> yeah, but see, I don't want I don't want you to come after me. So, the uncorked libbed <laughs> on Twitter, um, and she's got. I really like like right now. Um, I think my favorite on there are the books set in all fifty states. So, but my question, I think, at least to start with, was what was it that got you interested? In reading, was there has it always been there, or was there a book you read that just did it? Did it come later in life? What exactly got you into uh, being a booker? <laughs> um, for me, I guess you know, growing up as an only child, I always just had books, so there wasn't really a moment when I decided I loved reading. My mom always just read books to me, and we did a lot of Bill Pete and Dr. Seuss and the Berenstain Bears, just those cute classics from the 80s and 90s. So you can tell probably when I was born. And then after that, growing up, again, when you're an only child, you somewhat have to entertain yourself sometimes. And I had friends and was social, but I was also very bookish and into my schoolwork. So I just read a lot for fun. And I remember reading A Wrinkle in Time and just going through a book, you know, day over the weekend. Nice. Now, okay, so I know you have the librarian in your name. Mm -hmm. Are you an official librarian? I am. I have my master's degree in library science. And I worked in the public library under a variety of different titles uh, for five years. I left as they called me a program specialist, but technically I was still a youth service librarian. And I did teen programming story times for the school-age kids, one-on-one computer help, and kind of everything else that a librarian does. So wow, fishing uh, stuff out of the toilets that aren't supposed to be in there, (laughs) cleaning stuff that you don't want to think about, Uh, fishing and sewing, you know, just random, uh, identifying snakes off the street. (laughs) And you have a book on that, too. So, you know, here we'll find the book that goes with the snakes. My mom is a librarian, um... In elementary school, and uh, has taken on all of that. Uh, so it's interesting. But so I get my take on it because she was not a librarian when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I liked I like to read. I've always liked to read, but I don't read enough. Uh, I mean, even with this going on, the work from home, being at home, uh, even sometimes when I go into the office. I'm one person, or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's one other person there. I could be reading. I, but I don't. What would be your best, what would you suggest as for somebody like me to try and do to get into reading more regularly, doing a better job at it? What would you mm-hmm. tell me? Well, I will say right now it is a little harder for some people to concentrate given the circumstances, but. Typically, when I'm even having trouble concentrating on reading, I go for something soft and light. And it really depends. I don't know if people always know what they like to read at first. So I always recommend trying a diverse genre of literature. So you could start with mysteries or romance or thrillers or even read someone's inspiring memoir and kind of go from there. I know growing up in high school, we read so many classics by 
old dead white men. (laughs) And after a while, you just think that that's what the classics are. That's what reading and books are. And that really turns a lot of people off. And even like we had mandated summer reading back when I was in school and the, the book selections were terrible. So even though I loved reading, it really turned me off from being able to pick what I wanted. And I didn't pick necessarily always the best, you know, stuff that would make you think and Right. I, you know, I, like I, but you, but you still wanted to pick it, and they all have value in different ways. <laughs> I al- and I really like what you said about uh, you don't necessarily know what to read, what type of mm-hmm. genre. That is, to me, like that hit, hits home because that's that whole. What is it that is going to grab my attention? Am I sure? Or do mm-hmm. I, there's that whole variety of, there's so many things out there. So that, yeah, that's pretty good. Now, I'm I'm big on autobiographies. I'm big on biographies, memoirs. Mm-hmm. I love all of that. And I didn't, I, I would have, like, thrown up if you suggested that when I was a kid. <laughs> I, there was, why am I going to want to read about anybody's right. alive? <laughs> but I really like those now, and I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't, you know, I don't know, but I like them. And I've got, I have not opened uh, Julie Andrews' second memoir, the part two of hers. Mm-hmm. I've got it. It's behind me, <laughs> behind my chair here. I've heard it's really good. <laughs> I loved the first one. I loved the first one. Uh, so I've, that's one it's been sitting there. That's why I was asking you, what would you suggest? Mm-hmm. Because I have it, and I need to read it. So, <laughs> and it's just been sitting there. I think we read more nonfiction as we get older, too. It's kind of a cliche, but it's also true. Ah. You have, like, a different, you know, attention span. You're looking for different things. I know as a blogger, I read a lot more nonfiction now just to learn how to grow a business, especially you know, my background is English and history, and then I have a master's in library science. So I'm very literature based. So as you like work on your database and your website and everything else, like I love reading, like even the financial books behind it. Whereas when you're, you're younger, if that's not relevant to you, or you're not working on like that part of your personal growth, you're not interested in that, those topics at that time. But even like right now, I find myself like you're Julie Andrews, it's looking at like inspiring leaders and stuff that's going to cheer you up. (laughs) Right. And I'm like you, I do the, I I can nerd out on financial mm-hmm. stuff. I don't always understand it, but it's fascinating right. to be able to look at, at different types of, oh my gosh, it takes that, mm-hmm. so you need this puzzle piece to mm-hmm. fit here that then works here. And what is, I know I saw, I can't remember the name of the book um, that you were going to start reading. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's like a... Uh, there it is. Uh, building a story brand. Yes. <laughs> uh, Donald Miller. Is that right? Yes. Is that right? So. Have you started <laughs> reading that one yet? I have. I've just done the introduction. It was actually recommended to me by a, another book blogger friend. And originally I thought it was going to talk about how you create your own story and put that into your business. And I thought it was going to be very like me oriented. And that's why this book is perfect because man, I am like exactly what this book is fighting against. And I have it completely wrong. The whole concept. And I don't know, I hadn't heard of story brand before, but people tend to know what it is if you're more into that like leadership arena, but it's building a brand based on your customer where they are the hero 
and you are just the guide providing them with something. And he uses this model of the movies and he draws the diagram for it, where basically every single movie from like the Hunger Games to, you know, Star Wars has the same kind of plot in it where there's someone that needs help and another person that is their guide and without their services, you either like succeed or you don't. And the idea is that you do this with your brand, but your brand is the guide. And so he takes you through a seven step framework that I haven't started yet. Nice. I was already mind blown because I'm like, wow, I thought I was going to like learn how to write my story to get people to engage in my business because they've also heard of that as a model where storytelling and making yourself more human is a way to promote your business and services and what you have to offer. Right. Right. But this book is more like, that's kind of a selfish way. People are their own heroes. They don't want you to be the hero when they think they are their own hero. Right. Convince me why I need this, not why you need me to buy it kind Mm -hmm. of deal. Yeah. That's that's very clever. Very clever. So what, uh, I guess in some ways, kind of flipping topics on branding, though, (laughs) what got you started into your blogging? So I had just gotten my master's degree. This is usually how it works. And it was very disenchanted with the Florida public library system. And I looked at what I was doing there and I loved the work with the youth and the teens and my story times. But, you know, for politics and administration and everything else and your hours and your pay, it just, it was leading me down. I'm going to be 36 this month. It was leading me down this path where I just felt like I'd been doing the same thing over and over again. And every, you know, five years or so, whether I love the work I'm doing, nonprofit program, you know, management or whatnot, I just decided maybe it's time to be my own dang boss. And I'm more of a creative person. I don't like the nine to five. And Uh I decided I want to write and I want to, I still want to do the librarian work, but in a different format. Cause I always, you know, said, the library isn't your four walls anymore. It's not those physical four walls. You can bring the library to everyone or all around the world digitally. And, and the Uncorked Librarian now. came from it. <laughs> I know. And, you know, it's not something new. Bloggers had been doing this for 20 years. I lived in Indonesia way back in 2009, and I blogged for fun. Imagine for fun. Like, we laugh at that now. <laughs> but it was a personal travel blog just to uh, – I was a Fulbright, so they wanted you to share your cultural exchange between America and Indonesia and how it is to teach English in another country. And I would just kind of write up my little summary of my day and give people a chuckle. And I probably was grossly inappropriate, you know, with some otherness and being naive about the world because I was in my 20s and hadn't traveled. Right. And that was that was a really unique way to blog. And I didn't know even at that time people were blogging full time, like Nomadic Matt was already probably killing it. <laughs> and that you could you could make a career from blogging and inspiring people and writing ebooks and offering services. And I don't know, finally in my thirties, I was like, This is really appealing to me as someone who's always run hobby and fun blogs, so let me give it a go. But it's completely different and it's a huge learning curve too. <laughs> And and like you said, the you know without the the four walls, I think that's mm-hmm. a whole not just the library, but even blogging is there are mm-hmm. I see a lot of you can only do it this way. But why do I have to only do it right. this way? Why can't so and with the amount right. of creativity that's going around now, right. 
with everything is is fascinating. Right. Well, you start a blog and people tell you like you have to have a newsletter right away and you have to do affiliate marketing and yep. you have to do. And, you know, I did that for a year. I struggled as a blogger a lot more and I was still learning all about the coding and themes and SEO and Pinterest marketing. And on top of that, then I had to worry about these other things that everyone said you have to do. But at the end of the day, it was more about finding my community, what they wanted for me, what value I could provide and meshing that together and then ignoring all the noise and just going yep. off on my own. And and being your own voice, being, right. being who you are and it will sell. I mean, right. well, I mean, as long as who you are is uh, a, a good person. <laughs> uh, I guess we have to kind of err on the side of caution on that. But genuine is always, I will always right. go for a more genuine feel of mm-hmm. somebody or what I'm reading than I right. do for uh, for something that's selling. So, like, I mean, uh, still sticking with the blogging deal. I, I had tossed around the idea of blogging for a while. And then I started last March, just for fun. I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. And as you can tell, I haven't written a blog post since <laughs> August. Um, but it's it's that journey, you know, mm-hmm. of kind of figuring out. And now I'm doing a podcast. We'll see how long this, <laughs> you know, who knows, this may last four more weeks and then that's it or Maybe it's the something that my son ends up taking over. Uh, you know, you just don't know. So it's uh-huh. just fun to be able to do it and try different things. It is. And a space, there's space for it, too, without the four walls closing in on us. <laughs> yes. uh, so, and all, another little tidbit if uh, for all of you listeners out there. Christine used to live in Florida. Christine no longer lives in Florida. And I don't remember, are you able to tell why you moved? Well, I wrote a whole blog post on it, actually, kind of as a joke. But um, we didn't really love living in Florida. We're from Connecticut, so we're New Englanders. You can, like, put my finger to my nose and picture me doing that. (laughs) (laughs) But we're definitely um, into our seasons. (laughs) I love the fall and the spring and the cooler weather. And so uh, we lived in Florida for my husband's job. He's a pilot. And they started, his company started opening up new bases. And one weekend we were supposed to actually go to Puerto Rico just for fun. And the flights weren't kind of meeting up and we were flying his airline. So uh, they had Asheville open. I'm like, let's go to Asheville. Like in my head, I've always kind of wanted a way out. And we'd lived in Florida for a very long time. So it was like, all right, let's go. Let's go look at some of the bases Is like in my head. And so we flew in and we visited the Biltmore we were able to eat all this delicious vegan food and we're not vegan, but we're gluten free and lactose free. So right. it's really hard in Florida um, in central Florida to find food that meets your needs. And uh, <laughs> I don't sure. know, after that, we just sort of the culture and the vibes and the mountains, we fell in love and uh, we knew that the base was going to have some openings. So my husband transferred and it, we thought we had about six months to find a house, but it ended up being a quick transfer and we had about a month or two. So we flew up and found our house and moved right in and we were in by August. And I think we had decided in May, at the end of May, we were like, all right, let's look in Nashville and, and stay there. So it worked out and we, we definitely love it. 
Well, and it opened up a whole new opportunity for you as mm -hmm. well, because Christine had the Uncorked Librarian, and mm -hmm. then you started... Uh, Uncorked Asheville. <laughs> Uncorked Asheville, which, I mean, yes. I know it's kind of on a pause right now yes. because of everything, but um, make sure that you check that out, because what she offers is a really unique view of the area. And next time I'm down there, I've got to go to that hotel. I forget the name of it. But, oh, the Aloft. Yes. I say Aloft, but they correct. They're like, it's the Aloft. Aloft. It, it's much yes. fancier. Yes, and it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got to go. Uh, we go to uh, Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, try to go once a year if we can. I don't know, you know, everything's up in the air for this right now, but right. So have to keep an eye out on uh, see if there's a drive-through around or something with Asheville and mm -hmm. check it out. Um, so I'll ask one more question. Favorite book of all time or, okay. I <laughs> see. I, Cause I always hate those questions. And so I yes. asked one because my taste changes from day to day. If I'm drinking right. tea today, it's this. And if I have a Coke tomorrow, <laughs> it's this. So right now, mm -hmm. what would you say is your favorite book? book i'll give you i'm not gonna follow directions either because they don't like those questions <laughs> i like no i like where this is going okay i was like the girl who wrote a different essay in college because she hated the essay i was supposed to write and it was oh. like am i gonna fail or am i gonna get an a plus and, and what happened <laughs> and what debatable. happened uh, that one i ended up getting an a it was good that it could have been, been very bad <laughs> that's cool i guess i'll start two of the favorite books that i read this year so far uh were darling rose gold and that one sort of is a psychological thriller about a mother-daughter relationship where the mother uh, goes to jail for uh, poisoning her daughter oh my. <laughs> and her food. And it, it has a, a chilling, wild twist, and that came out this year. And I also just read The Guest List, which is a book set in Ireland uh, by Lucy Foley, and that should be coming out soon, actually, this, I think, in May. And that one is a murder mystery on this really creepy haunted island. And all these like kind of college frat boys get together for this wedding and someone ends up dead. And it also has like an Instagrammer kind of feel to it. The, the wife was a blogger who started her own magazine. Ah, so I love those two. Um, that's pretty but cool. But then I loved it. I loved it. And it's good for this time right now. It's like escapist yeah. fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then um, growing up, is probably through college, I really loved uh, The Little Prince, which is translated into English from French. And that's kind of that children's, it's, it's a book for every age, but it's sort of about how we live our life and fall in love. And there's the fox and the little prince. And it's just a classic and it's kind of cliche, unfortunately, but I love it. That's and nice. then the last one I'll give would be Empire Falls. And that was like my old go-to. I haven't read it. By, it's by Richard Rousseau, won a Pulitzer. Um, but I haven't read it in forever. But I used to reread it every couple of years. And it's kind of working class America, uh, the heart of working class America. And I always love those stories. But I think it's slowly kind of falling out of my favorites just because I haven't read it in so long. So right. I have to go revisit it. Yeah. Well, I would probably, like right now, and, and maybe it's just because of what is going on in the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, mine would be Alas Babylon. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the, the author's <laughs> name escapes me. I forget. But I loved that one. I mean, it's a doom and gloom mm-hmm. kind of deal, but it's also <laughs> perseverance and teamwork. Yes. And, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. It's mm-hmm. I, I have always liked that one since I read it. And so I enjoy I enjoy it. And reading's fun. I'm inspired. I'm going to pick up a book tomorrow. <laughs> I promise. <Dang>. I promise. <laughs> I'll post a picture of it. Um, and then, uh, of course, I mentioned the bears at the beginning. So if you don't <laughs> follow Christine on uh, Twitter for sure... Sometimes she has these friends that pop up <laughs> in her front yard, and they like to entertain everybody. So <laughs> they do. They do, and they're just waking up from their naps. So. Oh, man. How cool. Well, I have missed them because I forget the last time that you had them. It was like November? Was it October? I mean, they were around for a while. I think they even went into December, but they, they kind of slowed down. Yeah. But we also don't have all of these things outside for them to play with anymore because uh. they've destroyed most of them and dumped over pot, you know, potted <laughs> plants and whatnot. So we're not as exciting. <laughs> yeah, that, we'll have to start a little support group and send you some stuff just so we can keep getting <laughs> the videos going here of, of all the little visitors. So, oh, man. Well, I really appreciate... Uh, you letting me talk to you for a little bit. And uh, it's nice actually getting to talk to you <laughs> instead <laughs> of just through uh, typing on a keyboard. So yes. that's been nice. Uh, make sure that you connect with Christine uh, on Twitter at the uncorked lib. <laughs> uh, and her website is the uncorked librarian.com as well. Um, you got Twitter, you got Instagram too, right? I have Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook, too. And those are all at The Uncorked Librarian, since they give me all the characters for it. <laughs> I was going to say, you were very lucky. Because my Twitter is Snapshots Made, which is fine. And then everything else is Snapshots Made yesterday. So, But yep. you have to stick. I guess there are rules that you, you do have to stick to sometimes. <laughs> it's hard for branding. I've never figured that out for Twitter because every, you know, my business cards are kind of a mess because of that. Because you just want to put at the Uncorked Librarian. Oh well, yeah, and you, yeah. What are you gonna do? You have to put a little box <laughs> around the rest of it and leave it alone. So, yeah. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you for having me. And again, I want to say thank you to Christine for joining me on the podcast. Make sure that you reach out to her, get in touch, and if you're in Asheville. Shout out to her because I know she'll like it. And uh, I'll also say hello to the bears from way back here, too. Uh, hopefully I'll get to see some. Well, I would, I'll would. i see them um, from the comfort of my own computer. I don't really want to be walking and see them. So anyway, make sure that you subscribe. Hit that little subscribe button there. And tune in next week for another great episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>